It feels like the holiday season sneaks up on us earlier every year. If you're not already thinking about holiday shopping, you're behind. So here's a great place to get everything you need this holiday season, Zebit. With Zebit, you can shop thousands of products from your favorite brands and pay for them over time. They have everything from Xboxes and TVs to tools, cookware, furniture, and even gift cards. Zebit gives you the option to pay just a portion of the price at checkout with the rest spread out over time in an easy, achievable payment. There's no cost to join, no hidden fees, and no gotchas. With flexible payment options and an amazing marketplace, Zebit is the best place to start the holiday season. So I did my little poking around the Zebit marketplace to see if there were anything there that were tickling my particular fancies for the holiday season and beyond. As you know, you know, I'm trying to still trying to make this house a home and move from a very small studio apartment to a larger space. And so I'm needing to kind of get my living room situation situated because, you know, in the studio I was living in my living room. <laughs> so um, I need to get a TV for my living room and I'm looking at it and I see that they have the Samsung 55 inch class LED um, smart 4K, all the bells and whistles. And I am really excited about this. So what you need to do is just pay a percentage of it and then they break up the rest of the, of the payment into interest-free payments. I think that this is this works out because what happens is, you know, you, do, you can pay over time and there's no interest without having to open up a whole new line of credit. As I was looking around Zebit and they're asking for your information, they swear up and down that they don't pull your credit information so it won't disturb your credit score or anything like that. So this seems like an easy way to kind of buy um, and get your things over the holiday and give you a little bit more cushion to get your car down. Um, so get a head start on your holiday shopping. Sign up to shop on Zebit today at zebit.com slash grown. That's Z-E-B-I-T dot com slash grown. Zebit.com slash grown. 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 Take it. Mm-mm. I'm gonna let you if have you it. Want it <laughs> you can have it. Uh, 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 if you need it, we can make it. Oh, if you want it, you can have it. But stay woke. Do do do. Niggas creeping. You don't know that song, do you? Do you know that song? I do know it. I do okay, know good. It. I don't know it as well as you do, but I, that's why I said I was going to let you take it because I, I am not equipped. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him. Niggas creeping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a dime. What's going on, sis? You are tired boots i, I don't hear know all it just happens all of a sudden because i mean I, I guess i've been working all day but as i've been sitting here i've just been overcome with exhaustion um but i'm okay um 
here to talk about the scam that is adulting, honey. The worst hood that I've ever endeavored to live in. How are you? Scam it is. I am exhausted. There are 75 things going on, including homeschooling, and I am tired. Correct. But I am grateful, and I am happy to be here. Same, same, so, same. We actually have a, a pretty good show to get into. Got us a little topic today and everything. So I think with those salutations and greetings and such. Oh, tell the people why we're here. Oh, I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Did you say the test? Did you do it? I all? didn't. I didn't. You know, I'd be forgetting. Um. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the. I know I said the scam that is adulting. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you said that. Yes, but I didn't say that we're going to talk about the test of trials, the twist the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real-life adult in the year of our Lord, 2020. Four years later, and I still can't remember that, but it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had trash to get oh, into. Lordy, so let's okay. get into it. Let's do it. A clean-up woman. Oh my God. Basura, basura. Caliente, caliente. Grande, grande. We're going to start off with big, hot, hot trash. <laughs> so. Okay. Ice Cube. Oh. O'Shea Jackson. What a disaster. So, uh, this white lady got on Twitter. <laughs> she works for the, for the, for the orange booger. Um, she's the advisor for the orange booger. So we see how much knowledge and sense she has. But anyway, she jumped her ass on the social medias to congratulate Ice Cube and thank him for his involvement with the orange booger platinum plan. I was, uh, yes, I was aware of this. So it was, she basically let us all know that Ice Cube will be working with the Orange Booger administration on this platinum plan, which is supposed to be put in place for black businesses and so forth and so on. You can go look at all the initiatives on your own. Um, truth be told, the money is not new money. <laughs> the money is not like money they've raised or come up with. This is money that has always been there and supposed to have been allocated to these purposes and to these causes. But for, but while we are one month before the election, they decided to up and remember that they had that money sitting there. And Biden's people, they got a, a, a plan in place as well, but nobody wants to talk about that. So the thing is, um, um, Ice Cube uh, took it upon himself mm, to create mm, mm. A, a contract for black America or some sort of mm -hmm. initiative that, according to him, um, outlines the needs and concerns and challenges experienced by all black America. Um, and he claims to have reached out to both uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump mm -hmm. to partner with them um, in developing programming and policy um, to address some of the issues that are specific to black Americans in this country. Um, he, he said that 
Joe Biden did not respond to his inquiry, but Trump's people did. And as uh, such, that sounds like a lie. He said he said that um, he wasn't. His goal was not to side with either um, political party or uh, you know candidate, um, Democrat or Republican, but rather he was just looking for someone to. Um, acknowledged um, what he was trying, what he is aiming to do with this contract. And Roland Martin had him on the show to defend himself and his position and his and his choices to to partner with uh, the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched that and wanted all of the minutes back. <laughs> that I invested in trying to gain some understanding around Ice Cube and his and his decisions. I thought that what what upsets me here is that Ice Cube, from his vantage point, believes that there is no work being done on behalf of blacks in this country there are no pro projects initiatives research research organizations think tanks policy organizations congressional uh you know groups that are working on these issues um right. but it was it was proven and shown um on roland martin that you know everybody from the congressional black caucus on down to more grassroots initiatives like there's a long line of folks who've been engaged in this work for a very long time. I can name and 10 niggas he could have talked to right now. Exactly. And <laughs> but but he maintains very angrily so, I thought, because I felt that I was I was I was off put by his defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Um and like the lack of credibility, right? Because he was not able to kind of substantiate or justify anything. It was other. It was very kind of like the sand, the sandlot approach to to uh, to um, government relations, um, and it was kind of just like I was just willing to work with the person who was willing to work with me, and I've been waiting. And asking for somebody to do something and ain't nobody do it. So I did it myself. Whether or not I know what I'm doing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, it was, just, it was, and I felt like, you know, he was very dismissive of, of, you know, of Roland Martin. There was Congressional Black Caucus, I guess, point by point, went through his, his uh, plan and kind of, you know, answered. Like, you know, he claimed these, he, there were things that he wanted to do around, uh, first time home buyers and things he wanted to do around reparations policy for that. He wanted to, you know, about, about, about banking, bank loans, making things available for black people. And like yeah, point great. by point, wonderful, wonderful point by point, they were able to identify an existing either bill or, you know, policy that was in, in the works. Uh, there was research uh, pr- uh, projects and national data supporting what folks were doing programming and and other things that people were doing and 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 ice cube maintained that you know ain't nobody tell him so so i guess it wasn't happening 
and he decided to take it upon himself to respond. And it was just like a really embarrassing and disappointing um, display. I don't even know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really uh, very, very dismissive. And when I say embarrassing, meaning that it was clear that he had not done due diligence around being informed and knowledgeable about these things to speak to them in a way um, that would be useful or helpful um, or in, in any way justify his choice to partner with Donald Trump in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So it was just like, huh, like, okay. Um, I, I was, I, yeah, it was, it was just, it was just, it was really ignorant and I was disappointed and I don't need, I don't need, um, only thing I need from Ice Cube, if that is like Friday four or like, like we don't need. <laughs> Not at this point. Not even at this point. Like we, if, unless it's barbershop six or something, or I don't know, whatever it is that he does to spend his to, to spend It needs his time to be take days. some accountability and shut the fuck up. That's what it needs to be. That's what I would love to hear from O'Shea at this point. Because you lied. You didn't do your research like Kia said. You didn't do you didn't do any digging. You didn't look into any organizations, any plans, anything that anybody had in place. You didn't you did not hit up the Biden administration and the Trump administration at the same time. Maybe you hit them up, but I feel like the Trump administration was so fucking excited to have you hitting them up to have another nigga speak some fucking moon cricket on their behalf. Because that's exactly what the fuck you look like right now. Please. I'm sorry. I'm irritated. <laughs> like that is this is dumb. This is not how you do things. Mm-mm. You claim that you're looking out for black people, but you're using the very man who in, who 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 shows through his actions and his words and his entire administration shows through their actions and words they are not here for black people. So what are you doing? Besides getting on everybody's nerves, girl, because that's what you're doing. Right. And then four years ago, you're going to tweet, I'll never endorse a motherfucker like Donald Trump. Then he's going to say, I didn't endorse him. I didn't endorse either party. Shut up. (laughs) They couldn't wait to say thank you to Ice Cube publicly. They could not fucking wait. And he kept saying, I don't, he's like, that doesn't mean anything to me. And I was like, it doesn't have to. It's like, (laughs) it means like, it doesn't have to, um, in in order for, for people who support you, well, like, I don't know. It's just like in, in order for people to to align with Trump on the basis of this partnership, Child. Child. it is it is it is it's a dangerous place uh, to be. Um, I don't know. I'm, it, it was very, very disappointing. Yeah. Um, and, and in that, like, you know, we, we are looking for I, now is the time now more than ever. Do we need to be cultivating partnerships across like professional sectors and and disciplines and things like that now more than ever should folks <laughs> who have a platform like ice cube be giving voice um and and um time and using their influence in order to uh spread actual truth and, and information um than to be wasting time fussing over these very small things, right? 
Um, wasting and, time, wasting resource, wasting resources that were already there for what they should have been used for. Right. It was. It's just all bad, and I. It's and I terrible. Wish, I, I hate to see it. I really and then Busta Rhymes gonna comment on his shit on his Instagram talking about we thank you King and then people Boy. came at him so then he come back yeah. I just want to make it clear I don't support no fucking Donald Trump da 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 I'm saying thank you King for looking out for black people but y'all got to why don't y'all just stop talking that's why Busta Rhymes got voted off for the mass singer <laughs> first put your hands foremost. where your mouth can see. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh no i remixed that on oh, purpose <laughs> i want you to please quiet yourselves oh my god remember when me? we didn't have no social media and all we could do was just listen to their music and we didn't know who they were as people a what a peaceful time. time what a peaceful <laughs> time i mean there was just so much peace the most i could learn from you was from a word up magazine and a cd jacket Okay, like that was, and that's when we started getting events. But anyway, um, moving along. Oh, Lord. Judge Chief, excuse me, Chief Judge Beryl Howell of the U.S. District in, in D.C. Um, had to strike down a rule. So he struck down the Trump administration. They basically tried to cut food stamps um, for unemployed people where somewhere around 700,000 uh, people would be affected. Um, let me see. CNN said the requirement could have resulted in 688,000 non-disabled working age adults without dependents losing their supplemental nutrition assistance. Program benefits, um, according to the Agricultural Department estimates, which were calculated prior to the pandemic, it was expected to save $5.5 billion dollars over five years, but 700,000 people wouldn't have no way to eat. So thank God, Judge Beryl Howell just struck the whole thing down. Um, and this was also the same judge, I believe, who declared the coronavirus uh, pandemic a national emergency. So clearly we got somebody who got some good sense. Thank God, because it's few and far in between. At least one person. Right. <laughs> at least at least one human being. Um, whew. So there's a 63-year-old black man um, who was arrested 24, who has actually spent 24 years in jail in Louisiana for stealing hedge clippers. Mm, 24 years? Yep. Um, fair Wayne Bryant. Uh, was given a life sentence initially for stealing a pair of hedge clippers in Shreveport. And this was over 20 years ago. Um, he tried to fight it. Uh, they denied his request initially. And then he didn't give up on himself. He kept going. This is all from the root. Um, and so after multiple, numerous requests for parole, he finally, at 63 years old, was released on Thursday on parole. For stealing hedge clippers. What a mess this whole world right. is. But they bought that little boy who shot up that church some fast food. Bought him some cheeseburgers and some french fries and shit. But this man stole some, stole a hoe. <laughs> Whatever. Oh and y'all, like, this is ridiculous. It's just, the, the system's got to crash and burn. 
<laughs> um, lastly, let's round our trash out with something positible. Beyonce is bike. You yeah, know, she only post, whispers know, like, to you niggas. What does it mean? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but she uh, announced her new Ivy Park drip that's coming out in October. Um, I think it drops October 30th. Mm. So clearly we know that, you know, we know she loves to be all obscure and shit. We don't know what she's talking about. We're not going to know until it happens. And she basically just tells niggas like, stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. Right. <laughs> so I guess we are going to see what Beyonce has to drop for us on the 30th. But clearly she's got something waiting for us. So if you have the ducats to save, do so. Get your coins in order. Get them together. And that's it for the trash. I, I, I am done. <laughs> I am spent. That's enough. That's enough. Let's get on to a shout out. Okay. My sister's popping right now. Like. Oh my God. The shout out today <laughs> is a very special shout out to Kia and I. Is it? It is. Because we want to shout out and celebrate our brother, Dustin oh, yes. Ross, on his brand new podcast, hosted with the first black cast member um, of The Real Housewives of New York. She's going to be on the upcoming season, Ebony K. Williams. And they have a new podcast coming out called Holding Court. Absolutely. Ebony K. Williams is not only a burgeoning reality star, but she oh, is... No. Oh, an no. attorney and a TV mm -hmm. host. Um, and she co-hosts the late night talk show State of the Culture on Revolt TV. Um, she's been on all of the all of the news. You know, she's been had a stint with ABC News and Fox News. And she's just been out here. Um, she's written a couple of books. Mm -hmm. She's just, you know... Just about, out here. Just out here being, you know, a bad, bad bitch. And I'm excited that, you know, we get to hear from her in this way and that she will mm -hmm. be engaging with one of the most thoughtful uh, cultural pundits that I know in the person of <laughs> Witty. Uh, Dustin Frederick Ross. Uh, I think that this is going to prove to be entertaining on all levels. Um, and I'm very proud of Destin is a complete takeover. He has done everything that he set out to do um, and really is just taking things by storm. And it's just been a blessing to watch him step into uh, his purpose in this way. So we're proud of you, Destin. Step into the bad side. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are excited about all that is coming. Um, mm -hmm. And we can't wait to listen to um, this new, awesome, amazing podcast. Sure with can't. with Lady Ebony there. Williams. Absolutely. So make sure you guys tune in. That's going to be on iHeartRadio. Um, so make sure you tune in. Check out all of Dustin's social media. We have all of the links in the description box with the information for Holding Court. But we are really, really excited for our brother and excited for Ebony as well. So mm -hmm. this is going to be this is going to be a good time. And with that being said, let's get on to this kitchen table. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. You probably know Glossier for their skincare products and for popularizing the glowy, dewy skin look. Glossier also creates makeup products, body care products, and fragrance. 
The Mega Greens Galaxy Pack hits the reset button on your complexion with a deep cleansing and detoxifying mask for oily or combination skin. Gentle and nourishing white kale and clay draws out excess oil and impurities. Vitamin-rich greens and superfruit antioxidants nourish skin and leave a velvety matte clean finish. The Body Hero Daily Oil Wash makes every shower luxurious and doubles as a gentle shaving cream substitute. Fun fact. A seven oil blend attracts dirt and grime without stripping and it transforms into a soft foam when water hits it, leaving skin clean, soft and hydrated. Plus, it has an orange blossom neroli blend that gives a fresh, subtle scent you can't get enough of. The Body Hero, the daily oil wash, leaves my skin so dewy and luxurious. I moisturize afterwards when I get out and I feel dewy just for hours. I just feel good. I'll be walking around my house. I'm cleaning my house, but I feel like I'm going out somewhere. And then the Mega Greens Galaxy Pack. So this is a detoxifying face mask and also the moisturizing moon mask, which is a soothing face treatment. Both have you feeling clean. Your face feels smooth. It feels refreshed. You feel like you just got you a good facial. I have made this a part of my routine. I do it on a daily basis. I wash and oil on a daily basis. And then I do my detoxifying mask and my moon mask uh, a couple times a week. And I'm your girl is out here feeling like Mariah Carey. I'm glowing. I'm a butterfly. Fly like a bird. Get skincare and body care optimized for real life by visiting Glossier.com slash podcast slash grown. For a limited time, new customers can get 10% off your first order. This deal expires soon, so act fast. That's Glossier. G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R dot com slash podcast slash grown. grown, grown. Let's get to it. Um, the kitchen table today, I thought we could engage in a conversation that's inspired by something that I saw in the news today um, and was talking about briefly with LaToya. Um, and uh, I feel like it would make for some good chit chat for us as well. So yes. um, Taraji P. Henson announced on The Breakfast Club, I believe it was earlier today, um, mm-hmm. that she is officially single again. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of months ago, she announced, well, not a couple, actually 2018. Wow, we bull crap. Wow, I mean, 2018 <laughs> just seems like, okay. Um, 2018, she announced that she was going to get uh, engaged to, um, I think he's a football player, but Kelvin Hayden is his name. Sure. And, um, you know, we were all excited and very happy for Taraji. She looked very happy. They looked very happy. She was and you know, we, we, you know, we were just excited. Everyone was just excited for her. Um, and they were supposed to get married this year. Um, and I guess today, I mean, you know, I guess she had previously said that they pushed things back because of the Corona um mm-hmm. we know but it. We know. i guess when asked about it today um she said that she hadn't really talked about it but she had made a decision after they had uh, a, a rocky patch in their relationship um mm-hmm. to part ways she said that she tried to work through said rocky patch and suggested that they engage in couple counseling as we know that Taraji has become a fierce advocate for mental health and wellness especially in the African-American community and has hosted lots of programming and events um, in that vein and so she suggested that they go to therapy and from what she says in the clip it seemed like he was not amenable to that 
or Mm -hmm. that was not, I don't want to say it like that. Maybe we should say that, you know, it didn't, you know, even despite those efforts in her, in her suggestion of therapy, they were not able to, to get on the same page. And she made the choice to, um, you know, she was like, you know, she, she spoke about, um, not wanting to bear the burden of fixing the relationship um, and recognizing that he was not responsible for making her happy. And she was not responsible for making him happy. They had to um, ha- be happy on their own. Um, mm-hmm. And although they were not able to find ways to work through their difficulties together, they decided to part ways. So I thought that it was a really good lesson um, mm-hmm. um, because especially, especially in relationships, right? Um, it, it can be very, I, I know for myself and for other women I've, I've been friends with, you know, it, we can have a tendency to be passive in our relationships mm-hmm. and just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, be open to what happens and hope for the best as opposed to knowing what you want and be able and being and having the courage to make decisions, um, you know, in support of what you want or what you mm-hmm. feel is best for you. Um, and so I wanted to ha- us to have a conversation about the courage to shut something down, the courage to walk away, the courage to try something different mm-hmm. when you learn um, that, you know, things are not what they seem. Um, so I thought that that would be a good a good thing for us to talk about and wanted to ask you, sis, as we broach this conversation, if you can think of any examples from your life where you have, you know, made a hard stop and pivot and decided, you know what? I thought I was going to do it this way, but I have learned, I have new understandings and new information and I've decided to make a different decision for me. Yeah. Um, I think I've spoken about this before, but when I got laid off from, um, laid off in, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, well, just roll with me, guys. So when I got laid off uh, in the music industry, um, I had really, I was very excited to continue working in the music industry. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed mm-hmm. the positions that I had there. Nigga, turn it off. I was very excited about the positions that I held and I loved the environment. And, you know, I really felt like I had kind of found my footing. Um so when I got laid off after avoiding many rounds and thinking I was in a pretty safe position, it was, it was, it was I was thrown off. Um, and then I continued to try to look for jobs within that same industry and it became so hard. Uh, and as time has gone on, we've seen just how with the world and the way that it's advanced, how quickly things can shift and change. For sure. Um, and that's when I really had to kind of take a step I didn't know what I, I didn't I had no clue what I wanted to do I knew I love food you know I was a great bartender but I that wasn't really the direction that I was looking at at the time and um it was then where I rediscovered that love because I'd done catering before and things like that and I was like well I don't know why I ever got away from this to be perfectly honest and that's mm-hmm. when I really rediscovered that love so I had to make a shift and a pivot in that moment where I thought my life was going to go in one direction and ended up going in a completely different direction. Yeah, I think, I think that's real. Right. And so 
I know like kind of, well, not kind of like, but I'm, when I think about this as it, as it shows up and has been demonstrated in my life, I think about, uh, dating. I think about times where I have been in situationships, um, and was just kind of going along, you know, it is what Mm. it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, our situation works for the time being, um, and I, I was challenged. I remember I was having a conversation with Keisha, um, and this was years ago. Um, but she challenged me around like, you know, you know, when you talk about this person, when you talk about this Mm -hmm. situation, it is from a, like, it is not, it's from a very passive place. It is like you, you, he is holding all of the cards and you are allowing him to do what is most Mm. comfortable for him. And she was like, you don't talk about this in a way that she, cause I'm, you know, I think she was asking me about our plans for something or my, my plans for my birthday that year. And Mm. I was waiting for him to decide whether or not he was going to do something. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was unable to answer her. And it wasn't until, or not, I mean, and because I, and that was not, because, blah, blah, blah. it was not <laughs> until then that I realized that I was waiting around for mm-hmm. him to decide for me. Or I was, you know, I, I was basing my plans on whether or not he felt inclined or had the mm-hmm. time or what, you know, all those things. And she was like, you know, sure, this situation works. Um, right. You know, but, and I mean, you know. I guess works be I put air quotes because like what does that really mean? But sure this is like, you know, comfortable and it's familiar and this is something that you've been doing. So it's like, you know, and more familiar than comfortable. Exactly. And she was like, but it is not what you want. When we talk about what you want in terms of what your the things that you want for your future and for your life, um, this person in this situation as it is right now is vastly different from that. Mm. Um, and that was something that I didn't even come to on my own, but I had a friend challenge me around Mm -hmm. my behavior and hold me accountable Mm -hmm. and then literally put my feet to the fire. Like you can have what you want. You just can't have this and have what you want. So you need to make a choice Mm. as to whether or not, you know, as to how you're going to proceed. And that's something that I struggle with a lot. Um, especially in, uh, relationships, not just romantic, but friendships too, my Absolutely. tendency is to be easygoing, laid back. I want to just be, you know, I, I don't want to be, um, you know, I don't want to ruffle feathers or rock the boat or, you know, upset anyone. So I, it's, I can find myself like tending to go along to get along. Right. Mm-hmm. When, when I can, and oftentimes should develop the capacity to make a decision around what I want, what I need, um, and what's best for me. And then think about whether or not my behavior lines up with whatever that um, goal or desire is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I find even, um, if I'm going to take it a step further even, because it doesn't even have to be like a, your decision doesn't have to be a hard decision of like, I want to do this, I don't want to do this, yes, no, whatever, what, you know, depending upon whatever you're talking about, whether it be career-wise mm-hmm. or relationship-wise, friendship. Um, but I will say even in marriages, like, you know, there have been times where I've been more passive in the past, you know, like, oh, I want to 
I don't feel like arguing over this no more. Like, this Mm -hmm. is exhausting me. So, um, yeah, yeah, whatever you say. And it's hard work. But let me tell you something. I made it a intentional practice to say what I want and to set boundaries around what I will and will not deal with, even within my relationship that I know that I want. Mm-hmm. So it's not always just a decision of or, or or changing the course, meaning you have to end a whole relationship. Sometimes it's about changing the course of your behavior. Yeah. And how you, you know, how you act or how you receive things and respond to them. And that's not I'm glad you said that in terms of like. um, Yeah, I'm glad you said that, because I think a lot of times it is. It is not the city girl's approach to things, right? Where it's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. But it's right. more so it's more so about I don't work a job, bitch. I am a job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more so about um because I, I'm learning this even now that mm-hmm. in maintaining a, a relationship requires intentional choices. Um and Absolutely. there are parts of me that are naturally indecisive. And so no, you yes, exactly right. <laughs> that is that's not news to anybody who listens to this show. But I just for the point of my story, <laughs> since you want to be call out Guan, Khadija Guan, Guan. over there, perfect um, I am I am working on uh, being more more definitive and decisive when it comes to me making decisions, making choices and not just letting life be what it is. And I, I noticed that. I'm really trying and it's hard, sis. I don't know if you know. Maybe that's why I'm so tired all the time, <laughs> but I am literally rewiring myself and that mm-hmm. requires work and it's not mm-hmm. just like it's not physical energy I'm talking about and I don't know what's happening now. I'm getting a little emotional, but it's an emotional it's emotional energy because mm-hmm. I'm recognizing that the trauma of the things that have happened to me have made me scared mm-hmm. to make choices. Mm-hmm. And it's made me fearful, mm-hmm. um, you know, that bad things are going to happen to me again or that, you know, I'm going to get rejected again or this or that. And, you know, it's almost as if I am expecting those things, just waiting for the other shoe to drop. When mm-hmm. I have to realize that I have the power to like reclaim like the, the trauma, the hard things, you know, tragic things, you know, my daddy issues, losing my brother, all kinds of disappointment and rejection. Like those are things that happen in everyday life. I'm not saying that I am unique or special in that in that way, but mm-hmm. I know that that life has beat me down to a point where I just kind of like barely making it and surviving it as best I can when I have, when I have, um, to really, it's my responsibility to chase purpose and chase life. And Mm -hmm. even when it's scary, because I'm scared a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think my indecision is, is based on that fear, but it is really hard. And I'm really trying to just make things, 
to to like take take they take this control back over my life like mm-hmm. realize that i have the capacity to make my own decisions mm-hmm. and that even if i do make a mistake it's my mistake to make and i can handle it um and i don't Absolutely. know what is happening and why i'm getting so emotional i think my uterus is up to something but that, that that's all right <laughs> i i just really feel like i am working really hard to change that um, mm-hmm. And I know, and I've been working with my therapist, I know why it's happening. Like, I know that, you know, hard things in my life have beat me down to a point where I'm scared all the time. And it it is, it takes a lot of work sometimes for me to just get up and commit to having a good day. And so I I was really... Like Taraji's decision to not just accept because there are so many lonely people out there and I get it. That's not a judgment on being lonely because I've been there. But there are so many lonely people out there who would just accept a situation that's not serving them because they feel like it's all they're going to get. So I was inspired by Taraji's and, you know, in all her flaws and all of her shortcomings, and that's not a shot to her, just to say that we all have them. Mm-hmm. But she was willing to say, even though I have waited this long to be in a relationship, I'm not just going to settle for the first one if it's not the best one, because I deserve the best. And I, I was just inspired by that. I, you know, well, first of all, I want to applaud you because I am seeing you even in small things like key and I had a set time before to record and it was very late. <laughs> um, life has since kind of adjusted where it's, we're, we're able to do it a little earlier. So we kind of fluctuate, you know, give or take an hour weekly. So we'll check in. Hey sis, what time you want to record? I used to get a text back from Kia. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. But now or, you know, now I'll, you know, I'll get a response back that is good for me. And even small things like that, just even down to those tiny, tiny little things shows that the work that you're putting in, in that rewiring is it's manifesting itself. And I'm, I'm proud of you for that because I'm, I'm doing a rewiring and it is exhausting. I'm... Y'all know how I am with niggas in the street. I don't, like, I don't know you. I don't give a shit about you. I don't care about your feelings, like, none of that. But for my loved ones, all day sucker for love. And that sometimes comes with um, allowing your, you know, having your boundaries tested. And I wasn't always good about setting those boundaries in, in certain areas with certain people. For people that I love. You know, I'll wear myself thin. I'll do this. I'll do that. Um, You know, give into this. Okay, this is fine. Pacify this. I can't do that for my own, for myself. Right. And that requires me having to do the work of setting my boundaries, of really being intentional about doing so, about being vocal when something bothers me or being vocal, you know, and not to be a complaining, you know, negative Nancy or anything like that, but actually speaking up when when you're not okay with something. And I found and had to really sit with the fact that I had a problem doing that with people that I cared about. Yeah. And so that re- that that rewiring of oneself and like operating the way that we always have for 30 plus years to try to rework that now 
that's hard work, but it's not impossible work. Right. I feel like it's that, and that is the business of adulting. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that we talk about a lot, like adaptability and all these things, but I'm coming to learn that like, um, like it's more, it's, it's more to it. And and a, a big piece of it is, questioning like I, I i posted on social media over the weekend as i feel like i'm learning that adulting is is questioning everything that you thought you ever knew right everything oh, that you've ever known it's it's literally you are going to be all the things that you thought that you valued all the things that you thought were your goals and your convictions and your beliefs like life is going to put those things to the test for you in some really challenging ways and I'm learning that even though it feels like boo-boo, like it hurts and it does not, it does not feel good. I am encouraged to believe that this, this hard, that's the hard work, the process of like refining who you really are. And it's going to make it all the more worth it in the end because you're going to be able to say without a doubt, like, I know that this is why I believe what I believe because I've been through some things because, Mm -hmm. because of this thing. And I have, I have fought hard to be my best self. Um, and I fought hard to learn what my purpose is. And I fought hard to, to, um, really believe that I can have the things that I want and the thing, and it's okay to want something. Um, because sometimes, hard things will make you feel like you shouldn't even want. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just want to challenge and encourage anyone who may be in that hopeless place because this year has beat you up um, Mm. or life has beat you up for the last couple of years. And you're just thinking like, man, I don't even know how much more I can take, but you have to know that these hard experiences is what makes the best of you, the best of you. And if you would just hold on to it and have the courage to believe that if you make, um, if you believe in yourself enough to fight for yourself and what's best for you, that it will, it will, it won't be easy, but it will be worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had had no anticipation that I was going to be snotting and crying all all that's all right we usually don't (laughs) (laughs) we usually don't but i am proud of you okay so if if there's anybody out there who is um having a hard time making a decision that you know let me you remember we we had blue on the show um Mm -hmm. a couple months back maybe now i don't know what time is but blue (laughs) always asks a question you know, we'll be sitting there, we'll be chatting, and Blue likes to ask this question that like stabs you in the stomach because right. it's so relevant. But she says, What are you pretending not to know? Mm. So when you're faced with challenges in whatever area of life you're dealing with them, um, and rerouting things, Ask yourself, what am I pretending not to know? What do I know that I need to be doing for myself right now that I'm not doing? And why are these things not aligning in my life between my desires and my wants and my actions? 
Absolutely. And hopefully that helps. But just know that you're not alone and that literally all of us, no matter what space we're in, if we're in this podcast space, we're in academia space, wherever we are, all of us as human beings are facing things and challenges that we are trying to work on within ourselves. So if you feel like you're doing this alone, know that you're not. We all dealing with it in some form or fashion or capacity. Those who actually want to do work on themselves, that is. Yeah. And if you're like, that, that's an awesome, I'm glad you said that, because that's an awesome way to kind of gauge your growth. Because mm-hmm. if you've gotten to this place of like, complacency i'm not going to say comfort i'm going to say complacency it may be time for you to ask yourself that question if you you're just kind of existing and getting by Mm -hmm. it's like what is what am i pretending that i don't know about myself that will allow me to kind of be in this stagnant place for so long absolutely um and that could be a stagnant relationship that could be a job and i mean i'm being challenged on that all the time because there are parts of my job that I really love. And and I know that there, you know, heart, you know, I think good work is challenging, right? So there are mm-hmm. parts of every, every, every job that are challenging and, and difficult. But I have to also think about what are the parts of my life that are that that I might have outgrown that are not serving me. And it's not because, you know, I don't value them anymore or I don't mm-hmm. appreciate what they taught me it could just be that I'm ready for the next level of whatever it is and Mm -hmm. this this discomfort or frustration that I'm feeling around this might be an indication that something better or something different is on the horizon and so I don't know I didn't anticipate that we would get here from talking about Taraji but I really feel like the Lord had some business for us to discuss at the kitchen table today absolutely um because this has been a really hard year for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people who listen to us who have been facing all kinds of challenges, mm-hmm. but let this be a reminder and encouragement that you are not alone in being tired. You are mm-hmm. not alone in being drained. You are not alone in in, in whatever frustration you're feeling. Um, and it's okay to feel those feelings but I do believe that there is purpose in some of these areas of discomfort in our life. And I think that sometimes God uses these things mm-hmm. to birth us into what it, whatever it is that is next. So if you just, if you just continue on believing that something is next and just commit to holding yourself accountable to be ready for whatever's next, and doing what you have to do to be prepared for your next. Whatever that is, whether that's your next relationship, your next season, your next job, your next career, your next profession, your next business venture, your next big idea, whatever that next is, um, you know, just be, be conscious of it. Don't lose sight of it. Hold on to it through this really difficult time and have the courage to make a different choice Mm. if that's what you have to do. Absolutely. I think that is a perfect conclusion to this kitchen (laughs) table talk. 
Um, that was dope. Thank God. I am loving, loving, loving you guys. Feedback from the episodes. We're yeah, getting more are, emails. Yes, I love it. You guys are being dope. Keep being dope. So, we're not, um, when we ask you to write in and give us your experiences um, surrounding different kitchen table talk topics, we we are actually going to circle back. So please know that your responses are not in vain and they will be utilized for us to circle back and kind of discuss these, but more on a group level at that point. So please write in to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know maybe some of the ways that you are trying to reroute uh, different aspects of your life and the challenges that you're facing in doing so. Mm -hmm. And then we can have another conversation, like a part two to a lot of these conversations. Yeah, because I'm sure Jade and I are not the only ones with stories. Oh, we know we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> no, so not. tell us your business, girl. Spill your tea. Yes, so that we, we can know. we can spill it to everybody else, and we can all continue to to be this big old GG community. Yes, hopefully um, I won't be the only one crying. <laughs> you're not the only one crying. Just a lot of us be wall sliding in the shower, all kinds of shit. <laughs> oh god! But we have an HB to get to, so let's go on and get over there. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is a craft hard seltzer with unique adventurous flavors packaged in fun, convenient varieties of 12 packs. Grab the original mix pack or the new berry mix pack and try refreshing flavors like strawberry coconut, lemon agave hibiscus and blueberry mango. Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is crafted and canned at Oscar Blues Brewery, a Colorado-based brewery known for their boundary-pushing flavor-packed beers. Wild Basin is no exception with unique flavors like yum berry and melon basil in recyclable cans. You know, we love to see that. Wild Basin is made for active, energetic folks who value outdoors, socializing with friends and healthier living so they can keep running wild like your girl. Each 12 ounce can is only 100 calories, one gram of carbs and 5% alcohol. All flavors are natural, vegan and gluten free. So they talk about people who love outdoors. It's me. When I go hiking, I go to the lake, whatever I can do to social distance and get myself outside while we're allowed to be there before the weather hits. I like to take my wild basin boozy sparkling water. And then you all know your girl likes to mix up the cocktails. This habanero pina colada mixed with a tasty coconut tequila. You all don't even know what you're missing right now. Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is absolutely delicious. You can take it with you on the go. It's not going to leave you all woozy all over the place, but you're still going to get you a nice little kick and you get the fun flavors. So for Boozy Sparkling Water refreshment, find Wild Basin near you at wildbasinboozywater.com slash podcast. That's wildbasinboozywater.com slash podcast honestly truly oh it's time for the honesty box and our listener a she uh identifies as a she would okay. like a pseudonym would you like to give a one rosie rosie we'll keep it short and sweet <laughs> rosie says good morning I want to start by saying I love the podcast. It's a joy to listen to both of you each week. Truly a blessing. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Rosie. Rosie says, I don't want people coming to my house during this pandemic. <laughs> and I don't blame you one bit, Rosie. Okay. I have made this clear to my family and friends, yet I am dealing with my husband's disrespectful sister who seems to think everyone being at home is the perfect time to make pop-up visits with her children. 
She has too much free time. She does not call before she comes over and she is rude when she arrives. Like many households, my spouse works outside of the home while I am teleworking and helping our children with distance learning. Mm -hmm. My hands are full and I run a tight schedule to keep everyone on track. I don't have time for unscheduled things to happen. My husband's sister notices how I refuse to call her sister-in-law, started coming over... Started coming over during the work week with a car full of kids, ringing my doorbell and staying too long. This happened several times between May and July. And once I left her and the kids on the porch, ringing the doorbell while I called my husband at work. In July, I told my husband that I learned his sister did not take the pandemic seriously and had been going to parties unmasked. Oh, no, ma'am. He reached out to her and told her she could not visit. We are taking the pandemic seriously and that her visits have been disruptive to our schedule. She said she understood. Okay. She said she understood. And shout out to your husband for actually. Anyway. Um, She says she understood. However, she showed up on our porch last Friday evening with her children unannounced. I was livid. Since my husband is too damn nice, he let them in and they stayed for nearly an hour. I tried my best to hide my disgust for them being in my home. A relaxing Friday night ruined by this raggedy woman. (laughs) When they left, I sprayed the entire house with Lysol and mopped the floors because they did not take off their shoes. Oh, no. Boundaries. Rosie, tell... Okay, we're not there yet. (laughs) I feel freaked out and like I'm going to constantly worry when any of us sneeze or cough. I told my husband that he needs to make a firm statement to his sister about not visiting, but he says he already did. Obviously, the recent visit means sis either got amnesia or doesn't care what he says. My question is, should I reach out to her myself and let her know she can't visit? I feel that my husband should deal with his sibling, but it's at a point where I feel the need to step in. I expect her to get an attitude, but I really don't care about her feelings. I told my husband I'm not being dramatic or paranoid with my concerns about COVID and safety. I'm simply trying to keep our household safe. I'm just so tired with the lack of respect for our boundaries. There's Zoom, FaceTime, call, text, send a bird with a note and a beak if she needs to communicate with us. She just can't come over. I'm generally nice and polite, but I'm at the point where I'm tired of this heifer. I'm just not trying to live on the edge of being around people that aren't taking the pandemic seriously. Please, I need some advice. Thank you and have a blessed week. And that's from Rosie. I don't think Rosie needs no advice. I, think, I don't think so either. I think Rosie is very clear about mm-hmm. what the steps forward are. Um, and I feel like you have the support of your husband from what I understand. That's what it sounds um, like. And, which is nice. Which is very nice. But I do feel like leaning on the, the pandemic and it really just being a health concern. Um, y'all have to really enforce this boundary and it's just like no other way around it. It is a, it is a matter of health and safety. And I'm sure that your husband's sister is going to feel a way about it, but she going to have to learn how to be all right. Um, I think everyone, and this is just like a rule, right? I think you are responsible for protecting your living space. And making sure that it is safe and comfortable for you. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm learning, like, you know, and you can't allow people, because I'm even, I've really, it's really been my practice to stay inside. And there are people who, I have friends who kind of get together in small groups and have a little quarantine team thing that they do. And, 
you know, when, um, within reason and, you know, I'm, I'm down for social distance fun and all that other stuff. But there are times when my first mind is to stay home and I have to be, I have to start being more respectful and like holding my, like I have to be more diligent about my first mind. Um, because I've learned that when I'm, when I don't, I'm uncomfortable anyway. So <laughs> I might as well just do what's going to make me comfortable. Even if I got to do it by myself, you're Absolutely. not going to, if you, if you bend and allow for this woman to keep coming to your house, you're not going to be comfortable in your own house. And that would be your fault. Nobody else's fault, but yours. So I think mm -hmm. the way you've explained the situation, you so crystal clear to me that you know exactly what it is that you have to do. Is now it's just a matter of how you how you gonna do it, and I feel like you you and your husband should have. A, if it were me, I would have a conversation with my husband, and I would be very honest with him. You could even read him this letter, <laughs> this email, because <laughs> it was very to the point. I mean, it was it really clearly outlined, this delineated, might be the most clear honesty. That's about what I'm saying. Very clearly <laughs> delineating what your issues are, um, and then y'all, you just listen. This is what I need from you. Um, I need you to support me in this and keeping our home and our children safe. And I don't know if you want to, I would, I would say if you want to, if you want, if, would it soften the blow to like add a time limit or to add some conditions? Like if you want to plan something, we have to plan. So we, you want to plan to come over. You have to come in. You have to plan that in advance. All of these pop-ups and all that stuff. That's not going to be able to happen anymore because we need to prepare. Um, and, and I mean, I just feel like that's it. <sighs> Rosie. You have other perspectives. Like you actually do have, you know, in-laws. So I don't know. I may be, I'm speaking as a person who is single. Oh, they're respectful though. I don't have any, I have no issues when mm -hmm. in that department. Uh, <laughs> but Outcast has a song, um, called, I'll call before I come. Mm -hmm. um, in which it goes. I'll call before I come. I won't pop over <laughs> out the blue. Okay, so pandemic or not, uh, your husband's sister, because I'm trying to be respectful of what you called her. <laughs> yes, indeed. Your husband's sister needs to respect that first and foremost. You don't just come over here without saying that you're coming over here. Like, that's not how this works. No, so that's first and foremost. And then you are super justifiable. It is a pandemic going on outside. If you don't want anybody in your home, you have every right to say, I don't want them in my home. You don't have to subject yourself to an hour. You don't have to subject yourself to five minutes. And I say you do one of two things. The next time she pops back up over, that's when you use that as the opportunity to address it at the dough. <laughs> I was waiting for you Behind at the, the dough. Behind the screen. <laughs> Let me with a mask on. Yes. Indeed. I want you to be like very clear about how serious you're taking this. And you can let her know on top of that, listen, we could have planned something, but you out here walling. And I'm not I'm not going to subject myself, my children, my household, my family, my schedule, my peace of mind mm -mm. to any of that. 
So when you decide to move safely, maybe we can have a conversation about planning something safe and social distance. But until then, you can't come over here. You can't bring your kids. I got shit to do. I got my own kids. I got my own household to worry about. And you wildin'. I think you're very well within your right at this point to say something. I just don't know if you want to ha- call her ahead of time or wait until she pops back over again because it sounds like she's going to. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Rosie, please keep us updated on that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Please. But sis, you are crystal clear. Very much so. You all like, Rosie ain't need no advice. Okay. Rosie know exactly what's up. Yeah, Rosie, keep us posted. Continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And let's get into some self-care. Okay. I deserve All right. In the way of self-care, um, I, over the weekend, hosted a little makeup party on the Instagram Live. So I heard... It was a good time. Um, I I was it was completely impromptu. Even though uh, maybe a week prior, I kind of like asked because you know a lot of times people just you know ask me to do a tutorial or blah blah blah, and I'll be like, no child. Mm-mm. But <laughs> enough of you have asked, <laughs> and because you know I feel like the internet is not short on makeup artists okay oh no oh no honey. we all have so many friends who double as muas right so i feel like baking yeah youtube is overrun with tutorials and i didn't feel like i was needed in that lane but it was less about uh doing a formal tutorial and more about just doing my makeup um in real time and it was just like so people could like ask questions as i do it um, and, and we were in there talking about makeup and everything else. So it just proved, it just proved to be a really enjoyable time. I really liked, I really liked it. Um, and I probably will do it again. Oh, I want to do one with you. Okay. We can I have all happen. my makeups. Okay. Let's do it. Now, I don't know how to do what Kia does, but oh, I have Lord. everything. Yes. <laughs> let's do it. We should totally do that. That would be fun. So stay I'm just going to do everything you do. I'm just going to copy. <laughs> But with my colors. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, that would be the best. Okay, so yeah, look out very soon for the joint makeup party with Jade and Kia. We're going to have a good time. Oh my God, that's going to be so much fun. All my Pat McGrath is ready to go. <laughs> um, What's my black woman self-care this week? So I told you all last week that I was purging. Yes. And when I tell you I have been in purge mode, honey, I have Go been clear. I found a pair of Tims I've had since I was 16. <laughs> but, but in that pur- it's been wonderful and um I've been getting rid of things and I my self-care this week I'm really being like super intentional about what I bring into the house and what I bring into my life in general. And I'm at a place where if I don't want it, it is not going to be here. Mm. And the things that I bring in are going to be things that I love so that I feel good when I walk into my home and in my life in general. Like if I don't want it in my life, it's something that it doesn't need to be. I am purging it and I'm in a heavy purge period. So um, that, you know, intentionality, all of that being really intentional in that way about 
the things that I that I bring in are really like shifting many things right now. You know, before it'd be like, you know, just trying to make do. And I'm like, I'm not going to make do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll make do with what I have here. But if I don't like it, it's going. And when I shut up, <laughs> I hate what we're not at the petty peeves yet. But that nigga could be there Honking anyway. Honking horns. He would be honking during my self-care. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't watch you in my house. How about I purge that nigga? <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> Let's purge niggas. But <laughs> that's my self-care this week. Like that being really, really intentional about the things that I bring into my home and into my life. And like being really intentional about what I get rid of has just been such like a, a lifting light feeling and I'm in the throes of it and it's mm-hmm. a lot of work, but it feels really, really good. It's necessary work. I love it. I Same. love to see it. Oh, thank you, sis. So yeah, make sure you all stay tuned for our makeup party. I'm going to do whatever Kia does. I'm just going to copy her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, wait. Let's move on to these petty peeves. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, it's time to put our petty on parade. It's time. We haven't had a good uh, Jade public act out moment in quite some time. Oh, boy. So I think it's time to let you all know about the latest. Okay. Ain't been none because I ain't had to go outside. I ain't had to deal with niggas. So everything was fine. Now, last Thursday, I was having a no good, horrible, terrible, very bad day. Mm-hmm. It just got progressively worse. I ended up getting into a full blown argument with a Blue Lives Matter person. Oh, no. That nigga stepped to me crazy. And then I, anyway, that's an, I'll save that petty peeve. So it just like things just got worse and worse and worse. And my final straw of the day. I had walked for like three hours this day, by the way. And on my way back to the crib, I said my last stop is going to be the market and I'm going to grab some platano for dinner. Needed them good and black. I wanted to fry some up. I was doing a Peruvian style meal. Mm-hmm. so I go I find the perfect ones get on the line everything's great get up to the window and put them down so when I go to pay and pull my card out to give it to the lady she gonna point at a sign that I didn't see in the window ten dollar minimum oh. for card ten ten Yikes. You see at this that. tiny little Caribbean Korean market so I said first of all don't point at shit. Use your words. And she could, she, it didn't have anything to do with, it was no language barriers. She was just being an asshole. So I was like, don't point at anything. I don't like that. Use your words. Ten, you have to spend $10. And I was like, I don't have $10 worth of things to buy out of this store. And furthermore, this is illegal. And I don't give a fuck. If you all don't want to pay for this 25 cents on this swipe, swipe my goddamn card so I go on about my business. Oh my Lord, have mercy. <laughs> and she continued to point at that $10 minimum sign and I lost my shit. I'm sure you did. So I will be very transparent in this moment and tell you all that for five seconds, I contemplated snatching that bag off that counter and busting a move. Mm. 
<laughs> I was 10 years old again. <laughs> but my good sense came into play. That was really just more rage. And it was <laughs> my good sense came into play and I was not going to steal. But I still was enraged. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed the bag and the lady's like, hey, I said, oh, now you want to talk? And I threw the platano, <laughs> tossed it every which away. And then I said, fuck you and left. And then I had a conversation with myself. My sis Nikki was on the phone with me while all this was happening. And I had a conversation with myself afterwards. And I said, you can take your black ass home. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to sit down for a second and drink some water. <laughs> but my petty peeve this week is don't 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 point when don't, you're communicating with me. Don't point. If you have the ability, if we don't have no language barrier, you know what I'm saying? If we don't if there are there is nothing that is preventing you from using your words and talking to me, then I suggest you use your goddamn words. Don't Please. point at shit around me. I'm not too I'm a grown woman who was about to steal three platano just because she was mad. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I did not steal the platano. I did not want to go to jail. So I did not steal them. But I was very mad that day. And that is my petty peeve. Also, that $10 minimum is bullshit. And I, I, I really want every business <laughs> to be busted for that shit because you are extorting. Y'all don't do that in the rich neighborhoods. You don't go to any bodega, any market, any anything on the Upper East, Upper West, any of those places and see a $10 minimum for anything. So please miss me with the bullshit. Miss me What's your petty peeve? Um, I'm just going to say that I don't, um, I'm generally annoyed with this time of year because I don't Halloween. Mm, um, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's not even on any super spiritual stuff. Even just as a young child, I just don't find enjoyment in being scared. <laughs> like, it's just not something... <laughs> That is thrilling to me. It is not something that is fun. Like I'm not the person who enjoyed whoever, even as a child, I almost got put out of Rye Playland because I decked somebody who jumped, who like put his hands on me in the haunted house. Oh. Um, Cause I just, I just don't think it's funny. Like I know, I know that it is. Wait, he put his hands on you. That's it like, was, that, not it was like an that. interactive, like haunted house. It was during oh, like, no. and I didn't know about the interactive element. <laughs> like mm. I didn't, I didn't know, mm. and of course I was, you know, following along. Un uh, left him. I mean, this was I was a child, so I knew in my first mind, like I knew right away that I never, under any circumstances, would want to go inside. But I was allowed peer pressure to have its way, and mm. allowed the the girls to drag me into this into this um haunted house. And the man was in a skeleton costume, honey, and jumped out from behind a door and put his hands on my shoulder. And I just closed my eyes and swung. Because this was just was what came naturally to me. I just feel like you have to fight when you are afraid. Like, you know, I didn't know what else to do. My mother had to come and pick me up. And when she learned what happened, she was like, I can't even beat you for this because I know my child. And I know that you were fighting for your life because you don't enjoy this. <laughs> She was fussing like her only was like you know that you don't like haunted houses. So why in the world was you in the so, like, <laughs> yes. I'm surprised she wasn't mad. You went. She was. I mean, she was like she wasn't. She just was like I know. She was just glad that the man didn't want to press charges 
or anything like that. She was just like, let him just come collect my child and take her home because (laughs) she done hit the white man in the face. Okay. So all of that to say, generally, I don't like to be scared and I'm not amused and I feel this social pressure to to everybody like especially like you know I went to Orange Theory and just around folks are asking like are you gonna are you gonna am I gonna decorate for Halloween am I gonna put out candy am I gonna do this and that and then I was at the the gym and they're you know they decorate Mm -hmm. and there's like a skeleton there was like a skeleton um just in in the studio and I guess they thought it would be funny to like leave it places. So like, you know, you go and open the locker and the skeleton is in there. So oh, my no. petty peeve is for the people who think that that stuff is funny because everybody <laughs> is not, we are not, all, all of us are not enthused or amused by your bones and skulls and crossbones and things. Okay. No. I don't find it funny. And I know you thought you was going to get a hearty, hard, hard tee hee 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 out of me being frightened at this skeleton. But what did I do? I simply reached my hand in there and, and pulled the skeleton out and dropped it into 1,000, all 2,000 parts all over the floor. Like, cause I'm not <laughs> fooling with this. Okay. I give y'all too much money every month for y'all to be in here with this. Now, how y'all know I don't have some sort of heart condition? This would have scared me into some sort of stroke or something. And y'all would have been giggling then. I don't think it's funny. Mm. So I don't know. I'm with you, sis. I think, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to rain on the people's parade. I know that there are those of, those of you who enjoy Halloween and have all your whole life. And I'm not here to tell you that you can't have your fun, but just consider that everybody is not like you. And this is not, you know, <laughs> our thing. No, that's facts. Like, I watch Lovecraft Country. I know Kia doesn't, so that's Correct. why I've not said one single thing about <laughs> it on this show. <laughs> Correct. And I don't, and you know, I don't have, I don't have no um, issue or complaint or or beef. Like, if y'all want to watch it, if it's an enjoyable show for you, have at it. But what I don't get is like, you know, and I've had some of this to happen. Why you don't watch it? Because I don't want to. Because she don't. Like, <laughs> I don't. She just don't. And it's not anything that you can say that's going to convince me to watch it. And it's not. And I'm not saying that you're going to hell for watching it or it's no judgment or shade against you. I just don't want to watch it. Okay? Because I live in this condo by myself and I will not get any rest. Because I know me. The same way I swung on that white man in the haunted house, I'm going to be in here swinging on <laughs> anything. The heat come on, I'm going to be like, oh, that's because I just know me. So let me do things to keep my own peace of mind around here. Okay? Thank you for your cooperation. Let's just respect each other's differences. That's it. And that is another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you so much for coming to sit with us. We have had at fun. At the kitchen table. Indeed, we appreciate your your uh, fidelity. You you guys have really been hanging tough with us. Have. Um, and we don't take that for granted. So thank y'all for kicking it with us week after week after week. Mm-hmm. Um, and for being so awesome and dope and sending your emails and commenting and um, letting us know via social media that you're listening and that the shows are resonating with you. That means a lot to us. Um, Absolutely. And we will be we will be back on the same time, 
next week if the Lord says the same, huh? Yes, yes, indeedy, feed the needy. <laughs> <laughs> Telling people what to do with themselves. Yes, y'all. So listen, very, very simply put, continue to mind your business, okay? Because that's critical, especially in these last and evil days. You want to do that. Yeah. You want to mind your business, your own business, your own front porch. Keep the leaves off of your own front porch. Okay, that's what Yearn you want to do. Business. You also would like. You also need to make sure that in these in these days, as the seasons change, that you are drinking your water. You want to be hydrated and ready for whatever's coming. Okay, because we are Absolutely. living in perilous times, and you finally would need to moisturize all of your skin. I mean, don't leave. I mean, even the parts that are underneath your clothes. You want <laughs> to moisturize. All of your skin. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Correct. Bye. See y'all later.